Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, so good. Somebody commented that they like to watch this on YouTube just to see my face when I drink the coffee. Which I think is funny. Oh, good morning. Today is Thursday, December 9th, 2021. Almost over. I heard someone else comment on that as well. Been a funny couple of years. Uh, at some point we'll get over it, but uh, apparently that point is not yet. So you can see I, if you're on video, you can see I'm in a, a festive holiday mood wearing my red sparkles and uh, going to Ryder Coffee this morning, which we've Jim Sorensen has taken the calling writer brunch. Fair enough. Uh, he always eats. I usually eat. Uh, what's the difference between writer coffee and writer brunch? Is it only the meal? Um, shout out to Emily Ma Tippets, who usually joins us and is uh, in the hospital right now. Um, Though it sounds like she might get out today. Hmm. Got the Christmas tree yesterday. It's outside. Still right there. Haven't put it up yet. Started putting up my interior decorations. Uh, if you're on video, you can see I have my little Christmas tree here, my little USB Christmas tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, hoping to finish all the decorating this weekend. Christmas shopping for packages we have to ship. Be good to get that stuff done. And um, yeah, yeah. So it's just like prep central around here. It's fun. It's um, oh, it's always that balance, right? Same as like I was talking about on Tuesday, isn't it? You know that um doing something that you really enjoy doing, but there's nevertheless an element of pressure and stress to it. Uh, the Christmas prep can be like that. I, I'm one of those people who really enjoys Christmas and I love decorating and I love doing all the things. Uh, but you know, it's, it also feels like a pressure thing, right? Where you have to get it, you know, you've got your hard deadline, got to get it done. Balancing those things out. It's one thing that's funny about coming up on the end of the year here, and I, um, I don't have all of my spreadsheets open, but my um, treadmill on my treadmill desk is not working well. It's um, starting to wear out. They just wear out. And I've ordered a new one, but it's been back ordered on a container ship somewhere. So I'm sort of um, eking the life out of this one. I'm looking at it because it's down here. Uh, but one thing, because the motor is starting to go, is that it, uh, um, I can't go as fast on it. It starts to overheat. Uh, so even though the way, if you're not familiar with a treadmill desk, you don't walk on it fast anyway, and the motor is set up to go at very low speeds. So mine, the maximum speed is four, which I'd never walk that fast. 
but I would walk it like 2.2 or 2.3. And each year I set up my goals because I'm, I guess, a goal-oriented kind of person with my spreadsheets. And I aim for uh, 2,000 miles walked a year. And so, and I've been keeping track of that since I should do it done. I have two, I have my big monitor over here, so I tend to turn and look at that because it's a little bit easier for me to see than the laptop screen. But yeah, I've been tracking that since 2015. And, you know, and always trying to increase, push myself a little, which, I mean, we could talk about that. Do I really need to be increasing and pushing myself? Um, but I do. And, <laughs> oh, I was going to open this other spreadsheet too while I'm thinking about it. So, anyway, my goal for this year was 2,000 miles. But my, my uh, treadmill has been, um, it gets us error. It like shuts down if it starts to overheat. So I haven't been able to walk it faster than 1.5 miles an hour, uh, which means that I'm getting my less miles walked today, right? Because it's, I only walk for so long and I guess I could walk more, although it starts to overheat the longer I use it too. Anyway, the upshot of this is, is that it's looking like this year I will be somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred miles short of 2000. I have a sort of a cumulative goal set up. And right now I'm 87 miles shy of being on track for my target. And it's just, I'm, I'm not going to make my 2000 miles. And I was feeling, I don't, I need a different word than bad. I was feeling the, I'm not going to make my goal blues. Um, I was like, damn it, I'm not going to make my 2,000 mile goal. And I was on track to make it for a long time, but no, I'm not going to. And I did kind of check myself and think about that and think, well, what's so terrible about not making 2,000 miles if I only make like 1,900 and odd miles? And so I made a note for myself because it is the tyranny of round numbers. Uh, we tend to, I don't, you know, maybe we've been trained into it. Maybe it's inherent in human nature, but we, we like round numbers. We like to reach those round digits. And so we tend to set goals for things like 2000 miles instead of 1900 and odd. Um, but it doesn't make the 2000 is no more valid is, is my point. I'm really seeing, let's see my shoulder pads in this little, I haven't had this thing out in a while. My little sparkly cardigan and the shoulder pads are getting a little wonky. I should take them out. I think I've had this since the eighties. Maybe, maybe not that long. So I'm, I'm noticing I'm doing it. You know, I do it also with my writing goals. Cause of course, you know, being in December here, I'm coming up on my year end 2021 goal. And I have written um, 412,000 words this year, which I know is good. I know it's good. Woo, yay me. Um, my very best year was, I did 
564, 847 words in 2015. And I also burned myself out and that was too much. Uh, so I had a real dip in 2016. Uh, and I might, 2016, I mean, it was not a horrible dip. It was 436, 851, but I, I, it was a hard year for me. Um, and so I had to really recover from that. So right now I'm on target to have my annual goal be better than my annual word count be better than half of the years uh, since I've been recording, which is since 2012. And that's good. You know, that sort of puts it in the middle and so forth. But I remember in 2013, <clears throat> I was in 2013, I got 497, 179 words. And, and I remember like tweeting about it or something because I was, I was like at New Year's Eve and I was like, I feel, and I was for, I was at a wedding, uh, my stepson wed, stepson's wedding. They got married on New Year's Eve up in Billings, Montana. And David and I had driven up there after Christmas in Tucson, which was interesting because we'd had like lunch in Tucson uh, with the palm trees and the sunshine and then started heading north and spent the night in Flagstaff, which was completely covered in snow. And it got increasingly Arctic as we traveled north. I was like, why, why are we doing this? Um, but, and I was writing in the car because I had traditional deadlines. And so I had set up a schedule for myself and David would do a lot of driving and I, I had my, uh, laptop desk in the car. And I don't remember what my word count goal was then because I wasn't tracking daily. Um, I wonder if I could figure that out. Okay. So that's interesting. I've, this is something I've been wondering for a while, so I'm glad I looked it up. Um, I was able to reconstruct a little bit, um, even though I wasn't keeping as detailed, as granular data as, as I am now, uh, I was writing the book Going Under for Karina Press at that time, which I started on December 1st, 2013 and finished on January 18th, 2014. So I wrote, um, that was a little shy of 82,000. It was 81,797 words. And it was, uh, I wrote that over 49 days. So that came out to like 1,669 words per day. So I don't remember if my word count goal, what it was then, but um, it might've been something like 2,000 words a day. For like, I don't know, five or six days a week. <clears throat> so cool, cool, uh, interesting to know. So anyway, that was an aside, in case you hadn't noticed. Um, it's funny to think back to that, though, thinking about that long, cold drive. And we, um, I remember I had like a fur blanket in the car with me because I was just cold and we kept stopping to get Starbucks. <laughs> All that drive up took us a few days. It was a really cold winter, too. Uh, 2013. So anyway, I remember tweeting that uh, I was tempted to, although we were like getting ready for the wedding and stuff, I was like, oh, I'm at like this 497 odd words. If I just wrote, you know, like 2000 more, I would 
be at 500,000, but I didn't make 500,000 for the year. And one of my friends, um, Del Dryden, who isn't writing so much anymore, but uh, she's in the Devil's Door Doorbell anthology with us. Um, <laughs> Del replied, so you're saying that you almost wrote 500,000 words this year, but it doesn't count because you didn't quite. And I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, the tyranny of round numbers. <clears throat> yeah, so it's looking like, uh, we'll see. I'm taking a little bit of time off around Christmas, um, but I'll get somewhere in the neighborhood of 440, 450,000. And I will not obsess about trying to reach that 450,000 even number, even though it's tempting. So tempting. Um, and let's see, I wrote down something else. Oh, I was just going to talk a little bit about, for those of you who are writers, uh, what Amazon is doing with the whole pre-order thing. And if you're not a writer, well, you know, readers, it, it affects you too. Cause I know that, you know, like when we push back our release dates, you guys, um, you guys are affected more than Amazon. Um, and you know that you're always so patient with us. And I know that you understand that sometimes we just, you know, that, um, you know, maybe that's part of that same thing. You know, it's like trying to produce, you know, be creative on a schedule and get there is just, um, wow, it can just doesn't always obey the way you want it to. And other factors come into play like they did for me. Um, but so what Amazon is doing. So Amazon's had this rule for a very, very long time. And they're the only retail platform that does this, that if you set up a pre-order date and you have it in their system and you, can push it out once. And you guys heard me talk about this before, or maybe you didn't listen before, but, uh, you can only push it out 30 days. So for example, I originally had the release for gray magic set for December 20th. Um, I'm having to push it out by two months because of reasons. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know, all the reasons. Uh, and so I, but I could only push it out to January 19th. So none of the other retail platforms like have that rule. And then Amazon has a second rule that if you push it out a second time, which you can only do for like an additional 30 days, if you push it out a second time, then you lose your privileges to create pre-orders um, for a year and you lose your other pre-orders. So if you have like other books on pre-order, you would like lose all of that and they nuke your pre-order numbers and send everybody a note saying this author is a loser and your pre-order is canceled. So I talked about this a little bit before um, because people had said that um, the general advice was is that Amazon was being more generous about this because pandemic. At least that's what they're saying that's like in these trying times. <clears throat> so I had emailed customer service about this and asked them and got a reply from this gal saying, you know, basically in these troubled times, we're, you know, trying to be helpful. So go ahead and, you know, push it twice 
and then reply to this email and I will forgive the penalty. So, okay, so I was able to push it once. I still couldn't push it more than the 30 days. So I had to push it to January 19th and then let that incorporate through the system, which only took like six hours. <clears throat> and so that, you know, cause then it goes into, if you've done this on the KDP dashboard, it says, you know, it's publishing. And so, and then you can't, and it's locked out. You can't get in. So once it said your book is available in the Kindle store. And so I, then I went in and I pushed it a second time out to February 15th. I didn't push it as I could have done it to like February 20th or something, but I only did it to February 15th because that was the date I wanted, um, which should be more than enough. Um, you can also, if you have the pre-order set up for February 15th, you can go in if your book's ready earlier and say, I'm ready to publish it now. Um, and that would just depend on if you've got like launch stuff planned. Um, I don't know. I think readers tell us, um, if the book's available sooner, you would want it sooner, right? I mean, you don't necessarily want to be counting on a particular release date because it doesn't matter to you, right? I mean, you don't plan your life necessarily around release day. Well, some of you might, I, you know, I know I've done that more than once so that you like have the weekend to read or something plan to not try to get anything else done. Cause you know, you're gonna, not going to be able to put the book down. Uh, so, so that's what I was able to do was push it that second time. And so, and then I went in and replied to my hopeful customer service person said, okay, I've done it. Please forgive me. And I noticed, like I went into one of my other books that was on pre-order, like Storm Princess, and I was locked out of changing that pre-order, but my pre-orders didn't disappear. You guys saw me like frantically checking that. I was so worried about that. So, but interestingly, I got a second email from Amazon that was like an automatic responder email that just said, we noticed you pushed your pre-order date or your release date um, a second time. And normally you would be penalized for this, but in these trying times, uh, we are not doing that. And then yada, but don't do it again. But I thought that was very interesting. So they're doing that automatically, apparently. Um, and Grace and I were discussing this and I don't know, I kind of wonder if this isn't a permanent change because a Amazon's the only one doing this and why, I'm, you know, it's like Amazon is kind of famous for taking these measures to stop scammers that do nothing to actually stop scammers, but only penalize legit authors like myself. Uh, <laughs> And the other aspect to this is, is that it can't be good for Amazon for us to have our pre-orders canceled. And, and it's annoying that they are so much more restrictive than the other retail platforms. So I'm wondering if this is like an unofficial policy change that uh, will be permanent. Let's cross our fingers because um, that would be really nice. They, they say it's important for the customer experience not to have these constantly pushed pre-orders, but I mean, I know that you guys get disappointed and aggravated with us, but I, I just don't think that this is a customer experience thing. So, um, 
And I'm not even certain what scam they think they're preventing by doing this. Because, I mean, you don't get the money for the pre-orders until you release the book. So what would it benefit you to like be running some scam where you're like gathering pre-orders and then like constantly pushing the release date out? Who knows? Uh, on that note, I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.